welcome to So You Want to Talk About, a podcast where we have critical conversations in an intimate way. We're your hosts, Julian Cambry. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm excited to talk about this tonight. Yeah, me too. This is going to be my favorite episode. I can feel it. <laughs> so we're talking about Julie all day today. <laughs> No. So you want to talk about love, love. Now this could go in pretty much every direction. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be love between familial relationships, um, friendships between partnerships, but we kind of wanted to come at it from our lens as a heterosexual partnership. Uh, we just wanted to throw that out there prior to talking about any of the topics that we touch on today. Yeah, this is, this is, um, really just about kind of love in our partnership. Mm -hmm. So as it stands, and as it will be, forever, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are much better. We are much better now than we were in a lot of the topics we're going to discuss uh, as well. But very safe to say that we are in love now. Yes, very, very much, much so. Love. Yeah, I said it first, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. Um, I genuinely do love every part of you, and uh, it's very. I don't know, every time there's a new layer that's sort of introduced, it just gives me another reason to love you. Mm. <laughs> and it makes me very excited every day. So I love you too. <laughs> Do you hear that pause, everybody? <laughs> I have a new episode out next week. <laughs> it's going to be something different. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been definitely growing. I think our love has grown very much since the beginning of our relationship to now. And, and like you said, every day. There's just little moments every day that remind me of all the different pieces I love about you. Yeah. Um, well, it did. It took us a while to understand kind of what we bring into a relationship, uh, which kind of goes into our first our first facet of this, which is the term people refer to it as is baggage. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's a lot of maybe negative connotation with that word. I remember very clearly we were, it was very late as many of our, you know, great conversations happened. Two, three in the morning. <laughs> and there was something that I was like struggling with or not wanting to share with you or thinking that you would behave a certain way. And I told you that and you said, don't try not to treat me um, or you asked me to try not to treat you like other relationships had been. So don't treat you the way that with the same expectations, like you would behave in these negative ways right. that other men had treated me mm -hmm. to not put that on you. And I remember thinking that's really hard <laughs> to yeah, do. It's much easier said than done. Yeah, because all my schema and all my past that had been formed by past memories uh, or experiences, I guess, better, had had made me think that men in a relationship or a partnership with me would behave a certain way. Yeah. And so I expected you to behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really give you space to be who you were. And that's kind of what I carried into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we all carry in our own baggage or sure. our own 
um, you know, ways of being. And so it's hard to not put that on someone else. And Mm -hmm. I remember actively, there were so many times that I would hear your voice and I would say like, okay, don't, don't expect him to be that way. Like, let him show you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very natural to bring that into a relationship. Um, just kind of to protect yourself, to guard yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know we all come in with, you put it, um, you well, you worded it well the other day, which is triggers and, um, just expectations that you bring into a relationship. And when one of those is set off, you can't really, you don't really think about the response. You just do whatever. It's like self-preservation. Yeah. It just happens. You have like a natural reaction to it because someone else has treated you a certain way. And so you, you think that this person treated you the same way for the same reason. Right. When you don't really know. Right. And that's really what it's about is giving them the space to sort of prove it themselves. Um, I know I brought in quite a bit of, of quote unquote baggage myself as well. Um, just from many standpoints of elements of masculinity that were skewed, uh, and flawed. Um, I didn't share a lot about myself ever. (laughs) And so when it came to you asking questions, it would almost be not offensive, but I just felt so vulnerable. Like very open. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I mean, most people don't when you feel exposed like that. And it that has to come with its own expectations because if you haven't been exposed and when you are instinctively, you're like, let me put this guard up just in case <laughs> something goes wrong. Um, and so I brought that into it and it, you being a very good, um, a very emotionally intelligent person and able to see when something was wrong with me before I would say it, <laughs> yeah, it made that quality, that previous quality of mine, not, not great <laughs> and not very easy to hide. So, um, yeah, again, it just, it, it gives an unfair chance, um, mm-hmm. for the person that's coming into the relationship, but also for you, mm-hmm. if you don't create this space, then you might miss out on something or a response to something that might be very positive because you've had so many negative ones in the past. Yeah. You're almost kind of operating on autopilot Mm -hmm. instead of giving the person, um, kind of room to, to be who they are. And then thinking about your reaction to it and and Mm -hmm. asking them why and, and kind of having more conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I just talk so much. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about talking. <laughs> we record our talks. <laughs> <laughs> that um, it was a really big ask of you, you know, to, yeah. to ask that of me. And part of me was like, how dare he ask this of me? Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember really trying and 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 asking for what you need and and giving that to someone just talking about it a lot yeah it is it's a much easier said than done like i said and you feel almost um it can feel offensive sometimes when someone asks you of something when someone asks you to be more of something or better of something in a relationship um and if they don't know that schema that you have or those expectations that you have then when you react in a way, they, they almost aren't getting the full you because they're getting this response that you have that's instinctive. And when you get that, you feel like you're getting this person that's um, just offensive. Yeah, I think it's 
Like if you asked me to do something and I didn't understand why, mm-hmm. it might feel like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, with that explanation of this is what I need um, and here's why I need it. Right. Uh, that might provide a little bit more clarity. Yeah. It felt like there were so many times very early on where I was trying very hard just because my previous experience, I wasn't, I didn't ask for what I needed and it ended me in a place where I was very unhappy. And that came because you had asked in the past and it wasn't given. Yeah. I remember asking, uh, I, I needed to be taken care of. Um, and just because like being sick, you need someone to do that. And, uh, a previous partner had, you know, said, just tell me what that looks like. And I did. And then they continually didn't do that. Right. And so it made me feel like I either wasn't worth the, the work or the being cared for. And I remember being sick and, <laughs> and thinking I can't give him the playbook. Right. Uh, because what if I tell him how to care for me and then he doesn't do it? You mean with me? You, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Telling you, oh, here's these are the things I need, and then you know you doing it because you feel obligated, not yeah. because you want to do it. You know, there's just all these things wrapped up in it that are my, yeah, it's my history. And when not communicated, because I was thinking or saying to you sometimes, just tell me what it is. And I'm like, Mm-mm. and I was he'll like, why are we doing this? <laughs> he'll have to figure it out. If he loves me, he'll figure it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's, you know, your way of loving me and it was giving me what I needed, but you didn't know. Right. Uh, So I just needed to tell you. And once I did that and you gave it to me, there was so much more trust there. It's just. Right. It just felt very hard. That was so hard for me. Something that seems so simple was just so hard. Yeah. I mean, your previous results had been not only negative, but hurtful. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it makes sense, uh, which kind of leads into the second thing, which is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to, I know it's hard to tell people what you want because again, it's a very vulnerable thing and you feel exposed. Um, it's important to do that, but also learn how that person listens mm-hmm. um, and uh, receives communication. Um, so you might talk to me in a way that's very, I remember at one point, because you are a teacher, <laughs> you... I feel like I know where this is going. <laughs> mm-hmm, you will often explain things to me. And by the end of it, I would be nodding my head like, I think she thinks I'm a child. I think she thinks <laughs> that I am in her class. <laughs> and that wasn't your intention. It was just uh, it was just a method of communication that you used. But I never communicated to you how I listen and how I need to be... Um, you know, how I have to talk to you and how you have to talk to me or how I would like you to talk to me. So without that communication there, it, we were just two people just talking at each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember, um, you know, just kind of that feeling of telling someone what you, um, want or need. Like I remember we talked about love languages on like the second date and yeah. <laughs> uh thinking he he is going to communicate the way he loves differently than me mm-hmm. and uh there were many times where 
you would, you know, tell me that when you shared things with me, that was your way of showing me that you trusted me and you liked me or whatever, (laughs) you know? Um, And I would remind myself of that. You know, Mm -hmm. he's communicating trust by doing this. Mm -hmm. I don't communicate trust by doing that, but he does. And Mm -hmm. so because we communicated differently, it was just like little adjustments. Yeah. And you don't have to adjust for someone. You can just be who you are. You can. All the time. <laughs> um, but because because I cared so much about you so quickly, I thought, Same. you know, just trust what he's saying. Yeah. Taking sort of taking it at face value, which is hard enough. Very hard. Um, but without a, a uh, an extensive foundation of communication. We just didn't know. I could have said something and then changed my mind the next day, which I do a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that would have made it a lot even harder. And so I remember specifically early on where we were talking about love languages and you were saying <clears throat> that one of yours is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I and, like to be told how fantastic I am all the time. Right. We just did it before the podcast. We'll do it after. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I never, those never resonated with me. Yeah, I remember you would tell me, I don't need to be told more than once. I didn't say it that way. (laughs) And I know you're all listening, but she just made a face (laughs) trying to uh, replicate mine. It was not the same. (laughs) Tell the people. (laughs) So what would happen is I didn't feel that it was something that uh would galvanize any kind of spark in a relationship Mm -hmm. it just never made sense to me back then and so but then there became a balance of understanding and learning that you love them Mm -hmm. and so giving them more often and then in turn receiving them more often and it kind of cracked open this new layer of okay maybe i like compliments (laughs) maybe i like to be told this outfit looks nice i mean you give them to yourself enough yep but i like to give them to you too thanks (laughs) And I think we, you know, we, we've begun, and I know we've mentioned disclosure, but we've really just begun to, or cracked open this door of disclosing everything. Everything. Yep. Which is really, really hard because there are so many thoughts in your head or in everyone's head. So all the time that, you know, trying to decide, is this, is this really something I should share? Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely things that just flip through my head that I shouldn't share with anybody. Yeah, um, same. You know, and and knowing that you can trust the other person to hear what you're saying without mm. judgment, without anxiety, without, you know, that because I'm telling you this thing or because I'm asking this thing of you, mm. it means I trust you. Yeah. And sometimes that's really, really hard. There'd be so many times where early on, if you told me something because I, because our relationship was still so new, Mm -hmm. it was hard to know, is this going to be like a hard conversation? He's telling me something that's making him anxious. We're going to break up. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the stakes won't be this must be this high every conversation (laughs) (laughs) until, uh, until it became normal yeah and now it feels very much like an act of love for Mm -hmm. you to tell me 
when something's stressing you out or making you anxious or very unfiltered thoughts with like very strong emotions, yeah, it feels very loving to me yeah, because it means that you love or trust, you know, whatever me enough to hear what you're saying right, and not bring myself into it, not put my own mm-hmm. feelings into it, just receive it. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do without yeah. ego or without. Yeah, it is very difficult to do both to, to tell someone and to listen to it without putting yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember that very early on. Where I, I might be just uh, we might be talking about something that didn't really have to do with our relationship. But and you would even tell me sometimes, OK, here's what I think you're saying. But also in my brain, this is what I hear. Mm-hmm. And I would say, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry that you thought that I didn't mean to come off that way. And so we kind of, it did take some practice, which is a huge thing for all of these topics that we're going to discuss. It takes a lot of practice um, and a lot of time, but we just started the same enthusiasm that we share the good things with. We don't, we share the bad things as well, mm-hmm. or the tough things, the difficult things. Um, I remember the other day at work, I was just having a down day mm-hmm. and I wrote down all my thoughts. And at the bottom of it, I just remember saying, tell Julie when you get home. <laughs> and I just read it to you. Mm-hmm, I and that. it wasn't be, it had nothing to do with our relationship of course it was just more so I whenever I feel anything now I just think I wonder what Julie thinks about this mm-hmm. I wonder what Julie would say about this um, because you've learned especially with communication you've learned to know me sometimes better than I know me <laughs> and so it's helpful to get your take on it especially when you're like maybe she's calmed down and you're like you're right I shouldn't do a life change right now you're right <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like me. Just just calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think the the biggest thing for us when it came to communication was the realization, and this is really hard, that no matter what the other person is saying, it's coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from a place of trying to hurt someone. It's not coming from a place of trying to win an argument. Um, it's all for the betterment of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So even if there is a harsh criticism of something that the other person did or is thinking or whatever it is, not judgment, just a criticism. It's never meant to, I would never want to hurt you Mm -hmm. and you would never want to hurt me. And so with that in mind, I can take something in um, that if someone else said it, I'd be very offended. Mm -hmm. But because you're saying it, I feel like, okay, let me break this apart and try to figure it out prior to getting defensive about it because that's not going to lead us anywhere. Mm -hmm. I I, I do remember us, and saying that, that sometimes in a hard conversation, it's like we'd have to remind each other of that. Yeah. Uh, and I would think it in my head. I think sometimes it helps to say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, it. I think it does kind of soften the ego of mm-hmm. when I say to you, uh, you know, I really, I really need this. Or uh, I'm wondering if you could give this to me. Mm-hmm. When you ask someone for what you need or what you want, or I think this thing would make our relationship better, or Mm -hmm. I'd like to improve this. It can definitely come off as if the other person isn't enough. Yeah. Like they're lacking in some department. And really it goes back to how will they know what to give you if you don't ask? Um, And again, that's just that loving, I'm saying this to because I want to be fulfilled and you want to be fulfilled. And Mm -hmm. so I'm trusting you with this piece of me and it's never meant to hurt, but it takes such a 
long time to get there or practice because yeah. not everyone I know, me personally, I haven't necessarily had relationships like that, that the person mm-hmm. I was with was not necessarily coming from a place of love. Yeah. And that's super important to note because that's not advice that I wouldn't even say it's advice because it's not like we're experts, but it's not advice that everyone can take because a lot of people are in relationships where the other person is trying to win an argument Mm -hmm. where the other person is trying to hurt them, um, which is, you know, that can be unhealthy, but it takes a lot of trust and you kind of have to communicate that with that person. So we can't say that doesn't work for everybody, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Or every relationship. You know, people, we all do this. We all, you know, at times say things from a place of hurt. Yeah. You know, deep in a conversation or an argument, mm-hmm. you know, late at night, we've all said stuff to friends or family or partners. We've said it to each other. Yeah. That, that are. Well, no, we haven't. <laughs> they're not, they're not um, from a place of asking with love and maybe clear-mindedness yeah we are operating from our ego and right protecting ourselves you know we do all those are all parts of who we are and so sometimes we say hurtful things because we are hurting yeah and so when but when you're having you know clear-minded conversations that that's really helped us a lot is to to remember yeah. And when you practice them so much, mm-hmm. when you're in those spaces, again, it doesn't feel so. I remember when we used to have disagreements, you would feel like you're, you start sweating a little bit, <laughs> not you personally, but both of us. Yeah. And you feel this like your it. throat getting a little dry and you're like, are we going to break up today? It's Tuesday. I don't want to break up on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but we practice so much now that our you know, arguments turn to disagreements and then disagreements turn into discussions. And now we're just we're just willing to share anything with each other. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that, like we were just discussing, can can be ego, mm-hmm. which is a huge deterrent <laughs> for successful relationships, I think. I think so, too. It feels like the opposite of love. My mom said mm-hmm. she read a book, and I'll, um, I'll have to find the the title of it, but she talked about how ego and love are kind of like at war with each other. Yeah. And I, that really resonated with me because ego is like love of self. Right. Um, and I think so selfless love and what's the word? Unconditional love mm-hmm. is the opposite of ego when you are right. giving and you are not just only caring for yourself. Yeah. And so those, that would make sense that those are at odds when someone is asking something of you. Mm-hmm that you're, you know, that self-fulfilling piece is like, no, wait. Yeah. Let me (laughs) tell you how great I am first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're at, I think that's a really good point. Um, and a really good connection to make because it, once you're so (laughs) self-centered, you're not listening to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and even when something, someone tells you something, I mean, it kind of goes back to our communication. If someone tells you something that they need, you feel like, well, how am I not giving that to you already? Yeah. And you, when you, I, you know, for us, there were times when we were getting better at talking about what we needed. And it's very hard for me to hide stuff from you because Mm -hmm. you seem to be able to read me so well. You're a bad liar also, which is a good quality. I'm happy about that. (laughs) 
and you're very in tune to me. So if I, if something wasn't sitting with me, you'd be like, all right, well, like, what's up? We'll sit here till we figure it out. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't really want to ask for something. Cause I felt like I just asked, you know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and then asking for what I needed, I, I do remember sitting with you in the car and you telling me, I felt like, I, I feel like I'm not enough. Yeah. And feeling myself very like sad and kind of heartbroken mm -hmm. because it felt like I wasn't showing you, you were enough. And me asking wasn't about you not being enough. It was trying to tell you that you can give this thing to me. I know you can because you've given it to me before mm -hmm. and I like it as like plain and simple. I just like it. So do it more. And I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think when you, we find that we give to each other that we end up giving back to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely felt in that moment, uh, just, you know, not what I was intending me asking was less about you and mm. more about me. Yeah. Well, I think that was, I agree with you. And that was at a point where we were still figuring out how to communicate with each other. And mm -hmm. so you might've said four or five different ways what you needed, mm -hmm. but the sixth <laughs> way is exactly how I heard, like it right. in my head. Um, and so just learning and, and, you know, going through those sort of growing pains, but it does you do feel when someone's telling you what they want or someone's telling you what they need or how they feel about anything and you put yourself into it, uh, that stops everything in its tracks. It stops all progress because you're not, you stop listening for their well being and you're listening for your own self preservation. Mm -hmm. And so I think I did a lot of that early on in our relationship, um, where I would either feel like I wasn't enough because I thought I was giving a lot without asking you if I was giving you what you wanted. Mm -hmm. So I can give you a bunch, I can start giving a bunch <laughs> of gifts and you're like, oh, I didn't want any of these. And I'm like, you want to go back to the store? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But if I, you know, it's impossible to get into a relationship and then the first couple of days you're like, so communicate everything you want to me. So it's, <laughs> it wasn't going to work that way. It had to go through the growing pains that it did. But ego certainly got in the way on my end of, trying to it took a while for me to say she's coming from a place of love with this and she's leading with love so if i meet her halfway with love then uh it's not even necessarily a compromise it's just me saying i'm willing to give that to you i just need you to tell me how mm -hmm. how that might look because i don't want to give it to you the wrong way i want to give it to you of course mm -hmm. i just need to make sure it's the right way yeah and that kind of goes back to you know the very beginning of of this conversation with be when I was sick mm -hmm. and, and that was later and you asked and I, you know, still had a hard time telling you. So there was, it took lots and lots and lots of practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and our sort of last topic here is support. Mm, which I think comes right off of what, what, when you ask for what you need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know support's a really big thing for you and I. Um, we've kind of gotten to a point now where we've we've intertwined the majority <laughs> of our life. Um, other than short, yeah, I of, mean, I can't come to work with you, right? Short of me <laughs> being in virtual classrooms with you, um, which has happened last semester, <laughs> but short of that, we're pretty much in each other's lives in every aspect, in a good way, mm -hmm. um, and in a way that we very much enjoy and that we were very intentional about. 
And so uh, I just, I remember very early on trying to keep these lives separate. Yes. <laughs> like as far separate as I had this life where I was pursuing creative uh, endeavors and I thought, I'll bring this finished product to Julie and see what she thinks. And then I'll run back over to the lab <laughs> and I'll stay in there for a few hours. You know what I mean? Um, I just want like, to keep wow. them. I don't know how you did any of this. It's magic. Right. I'm just so impressed. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Um, there's ego right there. But, uh, but it wasn't, it just felt like if I intertwine these and something goes wrong, then that brings the whole thing down mm-hmm. as opposed to just one part of it that I feel like I can build back up. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to keep them so away from each other. And then I, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but I remember a conversation you and I had where I said, uh, I wanted to do creative things at a different place than our apartment at the point, at that point, it wasn't our apartment together, but, and you were saying, you just kept saying, yeah, but you can have both. (laughs) And that was one of those times where I, so much ego, I knew you were right, but I just couldn't admit it, I guess. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't want both. I want the... (laughs) The thing in the, (laughs) when both is exactly, I was like, oh yeah, that's the perfect combination. That's right. Yeah. But it's interesting when you start to embed your lives because it takes so much trust. Complete trust. I remember the same thing, even though it, it probably is smaller. I did not, and this is probably for all the millennials out there, but I didn't want to share you with anyone on, on social media. Yeah. I've thought he's going to post me first and I'm just not because (laughs) I remember not feeling shareable. I remember (laughs) because I thought if it implodes or if it, you know, if it doesn't work out that all these people will know, and then they'll ask all these questions and blah, 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 blah. Because you know, when you share with other people this part of your life, they become invested too. Oh, yeah. Just like, you know, this. And so yeah. that, to me, I felt very much separate in that way. And as, you know, I began sharing with other people about you, friends, and then they become invested too. Mm-hmm. And it it's very you really have to like lean on that trust of the relationship. So I have to trust you and trust us. And yeah, it's. It's scary, but it can become so fulfilling. At least I think mm-hmm. we've found when we've started to do more things together, we get so excited to mm-hmm. share and get each other's feedback, not just on the finished product, but, you know, here's just this idea I had and then you make it better. You know, an idea I had, you make better mm-hmm. and we kind of build it together. That's what it feels like. It feels like building something new together almost every whether it be a project that we have or just an idea that we have, a bit, whatever it is, um, we're just building it together. And that's kind of what it, it begins to feel like a partnership. Um, when you're excited for their criticism, you're excited for their <laughs> thoughts, you're excited for, you know, all these things that come with a new idea with this person. And when you have them intertwined together, then if something were to fail in this idea, then at least you have someone with you mm-hmm. as opposed to being so lonely when, uh, when something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. And it it also feels like, you know, if when you disclose everything, the other person can kind of anticipate how something might make you feel or where the stress might lie in a project or, yeah. you know, how what you might need. Uh, and you can also share yourself. This project is might be overwhelming for me this week. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that that support can come in all sorts of ways, whether you are, you know, merging your lives together in projects or dreams you have about your job Mm -hmm. or creating a family. There are so many ways you can intertwine your lives. We are just talking about ours, which is, you know, very creative Mm -hmm. and those things become ours. Mm -hmm. And so we have to support each other in other ways. We have to really support each other emotionally because it's hard to do a project if you're, if you're not there and you don't have the right headspace. And yeah. And so that support really goes beyond just, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a significant other, you know, Hey, here's my day at work and this is what sucked. And this meeting was terrible. Yeah. It goes beyond that into all these things because you've told them everything. Right. Which again, which is probably the most important thing. I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it goes back to communication and how important that is. If you begin to tell someone what these goals and these dreams and these ambitions are, um, if they're on board, then you, now you have someone to help you pursue this, this goal or this dream or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be creative, like you said, but, um, it's just nice to have someone with you and it does take a lot of trust both mm-hmm. in leaning on the relationship mm-hmm. and in yourself, really, um, that you'll uphold this, especially once you've told friends. Mm-hmm. I know how difficult that can be. Um, but I know for us, we've, you know, we did the short film together. Um, we did Citizen Clothing Company together. We're still doing Citizen Clothing Company. We are doing this podcast together. We have another short film coming out. We've put everything that's a strength in our creative sort of repertoire Mm -hmm. and now you make up for my shortcomings and I make up for yours and um it's just it makes everything so much better and so much more fun and along the process now as we understand these things with each other when you say I had a bad day because some three-letter abbreviation that has to do with school I know what it means now (laughs) because you brought me into that world Mm -hmm. and so now we can have a little bit more of a substantive discussion rather than the surface level of it was hard because it's school and school is school you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, because you you've you're not a teacher, yeah. but <laughs> you you are in it with me. Yeah, and that also goes into just making sure you know how support looks for the other person. Because mm-hmm. um, support to me always just looked like, oh, you're sad. Let's just buy something. Let's go get a <laughs> gift. Let's go get a Pepsi. <laughs> um, let's get some fries, and you'll be good. <laughs> and now it looks a lot more. Um, Sometimes that most of the time that let's yeah (laughs) most of the time that but um again now it just looks a lot more substantive because we communicated well support looks like this to me Mm -hmm. yeah and that vulnerability of telling what you need uh or asking for it is very hard i just want to be clear it's really hard yeah it is (laughs) but it's really it you know it's really rewarding when the person you ask it from provides it to you and it just strengthens you know it it takes trust to build trust, which sucks right? because you don't want to trust someone you don't trust, but there's, that's the only way to do it. That was meta. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good lesson though. <laughs> You're right though. And, and it's very rewarding and you need that safe space. Um, and so, it, you know, we kind of encourage everyone to think about your own relationship. Are you the one creating that safe space or hopefully both of you are? And if not, um, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And I would also encourage people to think about, as you did for me to really think about, you know, your triggers and things that you bring into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and allowing that person to be who they are before you expect them to do something different. Mm-hmm. joining us this week on another episode of so you want to talk about we hope we got you talking about it we linked the new york times 36 questions that lead to love we enjoyed doing them at the beginning of our relationship and they were a great opportunity for us to practice being vulnerable in a pretty safe and light way so we recommend you check it out see you next week